Greetings, everyone. This is Terry Naturally with another edition of Terry Talks Nutrition. We're here every Saturday and Sunday morning from 8 o'clock until 9 o'clock Central Standard Time. And our primary purpose is you. I don't think many people stop and think, where does my health come from? Why am I always sick? Why am I always tired and exhausted? Why don't I ever get over these colds and cough and, and the flu? And why am some people sicker than others? And why do some people have viral infections or bacterial infections or fungal infections? And why do some people die when others have the same condition and survive? What makes our bodies stronger? What gives our body strength to fight against disease? Well, my friends, the best medicine in the world is your food. Drugs were never intended to be developed. And there's some use for drugs. I'm not against drugs when they are a necessary. We may have had a bad accident or a severe injury or damaged our body in some way that food and nutrition is not going to be a big impact immediately. So drugs can be necessary, but they don't provide or promote health. No drugs do. And doctors don't answer our question about health. How can we be healthier? And that is by improving the quality of your life and the life choices. What food you eat, how much sleep do you get, are you smoking, are you drinking alcohol excessively? We do things every day, maybe out of habit, maybe because we just don't know that we could make a difference. And we rely too much on drugs. I'm not going to tell you to go off your drugs. That's between you and your doctor. But I'm telling you that there is a better life for you other than drugs, if you want to make the changes. People don't want to make changes. They like what they're doing, but they dislike what's happening to them. You can't have it both ways. You can't eat the junk you're eating. You can't be grossly overweight. You can't be drinking alcohol in excess. You can't be smoking, eating garbage, fast food, a lot of carbohydrates, a lot of sugar. So, somewhere you have to make up your mind what you want. And I'm not telling you what to do. i just like to share with you information that is clinically studied, that is scientifically referenced, that has a really important part of your life. You can choose it or not. You know, but I think because you're listening to this program that you may want a better life. You, better, you may want a better quality of life. So it comes with making changes. Changing your diet. Losing weight. Getting to seven, seven to nine hours of sleep a night. Stop drinking excessively. Stop smoking. 
getting some more exercise. All these things can actually improve the quality of your life in a matter of months. When it's taken us decades of abuse to our body to see the signs and symptoms of the abuse. Our knees hurt, our hips hurt. You know, I got this gastrointestinal problem. I've got IBS, I've got Crohn's disease. You know, I've seen every one of those conditions improve dramatically by making changes of your diet and nutrition and using supplements rather than drugs. But if you're on drugs, don't go off your drugs. Talk to your doctor. But I know a lot of people that just said, hey, I'm not any better on drugs, so why should I not try something different? So talk to your doctor about changing your life. Unfortunately, your doctor doesn't know much about nutrition. They get about an hour or two in med school. It's a shame that they don't know how to make the body healthy. There are drug dispensers, and they chase diseases. And the drug companies teach them how. And because the drug companies have a vested interest financially, they want to make more money. And the customers that they have, otherwise known as patients, have to be sick in order for the drug companies to be more successful. It's killing America. The American diet, when you think about 40% to 50% of all the population of America is grossly overweight, obese. Everybody's on blood pressure medication, type 2 diabetes, cancer drugs, which have never been proven to work anyway. Many of those drugs are more toxic to the body than the cancer itself. We need to feed and nourish our bodies. That's what God intended. The food that contains the vitamins and minerals and the accessory food factors that improves our health, builds our immune system, builds our organs and glands and our muscles and our joints, and not deteriorates them because we're not getting the right nutrition. So today we have more good topics. We'll be talking about red ginseng for a better sex life. This is the topic that too many people talk about. But it's a wonderful part of your life. But unfortunately... We can make some changes to have a better sex life. And I'll be talking about them. But I've already ran into people that were eating a lot of garbage, which actually deters from a good, healthy sex life. And I'll explain that later. They said they would rather give up sex than desserts. Well, I don't know about that. So we'll talk also about DGL. It's a form of licorice extract that reduces a major risk factor for inflammatory bowel disease, IBS, Crohn's disease. And then we'll talk about how valuable is vitamin D3 
during pregnancy? And what color is your fat? The fat that we have on our body has a distinct color. And what does that mean? And physical activity is really beneficial, no matter what your size. And we talk about propolis, one of my favorite natural ingredients. It's a combination of bioflavonoids and plant life collected by the bees, not manufactured by the bees, but collected from trees and shrubs and buds by the bees to use as their supplement to be healthy. I don't have a lot more to go, but let's just get started with our ginseng. And by the way, you know, if you'd like to have somebody else listen to ginseng, get on the phones and wake them up and say, hey, here's a good show you should be listening to. And they can listen to the show anywhere around the world. Many of you are listening locally in the Green Bay, Wisconsin market, Central Standard Time. But you can listen on my website, terrytalksnutrition.com, by going on that website, going to the radio show section, and click on live. But you have to adjust your times to be on the same time we are here centrally standard time. Or you can go in into the archive section of the radio programming and listen to many of the shows whenever you want, at your convenience. Also for our newsletter, I write a weekly newsletter that goes out every Friday to your email address and it's on a different topic all the time. So if you want to keep up with the site on nutrition and ingredients, subscribe to my newsletter. And you can also go to the archive section of the e-newsletter section, and you can read many of them as well. And you can even search for them as in another way to get a better handle on what you're looking for. But today we're talking about ginseng for a better sex life. The most common barriers to sexual function. Erectile dysfunction in men. ED, as it is abbreviated. You know that men cannot have an erection. In fact, 50% of men cannot have an erection over the age of 40. 40, between 40 and 70, 50% of the men cannot have an erection. And it's becoming even more common with increasing age. In fact, at age 70, it is 70% of men over 70 that cannot have an erection. And some of these underlying causes, why, why can't men have an erection? There's a lot of reasons. Diabetes is one. Type 2 diabetes. And type 2, type 2 diabetes is optional. You do not need to have medication for type 2 diabetes, but you do need a change of diet. Get rid of the sugar. 
The doctor finds that on a diagnosis, you have high blood sugar. Why do you have high blood sugar? Well, because you're eating a lot of sugar. It's as simple as that. Maybe, maybe less than 5% may be a true type 2 diabetic. But 95% is an optional cause. You don't have to have type 2 diabetes if you change your diet and lose weight and get some exercise. But people are too lazy to make changes to be healthy. And this is another cause, type 2, type 2 diabetes is another cause for the inability of men to have an erection. High blood pressure, anxiety, stress, low testosterone levels, and low nitric oxide levels. Nitric oxide, you know, how do you have an erection? You have to have blood flow into the penis to cause the penis to become hard, rigid, and firm. And nitric oxide increases blood flow throughout the body, including the penis. And one of the biggest factors is overweight. All that fat that we can actually, our, the spare tire, the belly fat, or fat all over, all that fat is made up of fat cells. And all those fat cells produce estrogen. So men are producing more estrogen, being fat, than testosterone. And that's why they have man boobs, because of testosterone. So lose weight, change your diet, maybe use some supplements that may be of benefit, and I'll explain those too as we go on. And beer. Here we have beer that contains hops, H-O-P-S, hops, to increase the flavor of the beer. And hops is a herb that has a high content of phytoestrogens. So it, it, it actually increases more estrogen in the body than testosterone. So sometimes it's even called brewer boobs or man boobs. Based on the level of estrogen men are producing by being overweight, by drinking beer. So all these things cause the inability to have an erection. And what about women? Why do they have a lower sexual desire? Well, up to 50% of women in menopause will experience a low sexual desire. And some of the underlying causes for women is declining hormone levels, stress, a certain form of medications, diabetes, and other underlying health conditions. Now we're talking about declining hormone levels. 
as we get older, we make less hormones than a younger person. So that person under 40 is probably having a very good erection, probably having a good libido, a good desire to have sex, and the same for women. Now, we can actually improve our hormone levels. You know, we have pregnenolone. That's an adrenal hormone. DHEA, an adrenal hormone. We have testosterone. We have estrogen. And in the right ratio, both men and women produce both hormones, but in the right ratio. But how do we produce those hormones in our bodies? By one major substance. One major substance is the starting factor for all of our hormones. And that starting factor in our body is cholesterol. Go figure, huh? Everybody is trying to lower cholesterol. We need cholesterol, my friends. We need it. And a lot of it. It's our friend. And it's a major factor. In fact, isn't it interesting that it is so critical to our body that the body naturally makes it to maintain the levels of cholesterol that we need? Cholesterol makes estrogen, testosterone, DHA, pregnenolone, progesterone, all of our hormones. So, those people that are taking statin drugs is one of the major drugs that prevents the right ratio of hormones and is responsible for erectile dysfunction, the inability to have an erection. There is some very, very misguiding information on fats and cholesterol. They're very necessary for us. Fats are, although there are bad fats, of course, but the good fats and cholesterol are very important for our health. But someone has managed to brainwash people. Actually, brainwash is a good way to say it. Since the 1950s, for no reason whatsoever, there has never been any proof that lowering fat improves heart disease. Now, we have actually an increased heart disease and heart attacks in the last two or three decades. Heart disease is the number one cause of death, and nothing has ever changed that. Lowering fats, lowering cholesterol has not changed that. And taking statin drugs has not changed that. And it's lowering our ability to have a normal sexual function. So there are ways to improve. Eating more good quality animal proteins, good healthy fats, butter, cream, lard, bacon grease, all the good things that are wonderful for us, that were used 
prior to 1950, until they started making margarine and synthetic shortenings and trans fatty acids from hydrogenated fats like margarine. I don't care how soft your margarine is or how easy it is to spread, it is still garbage. It is still synthetic fats. So, there are some really good nutritional compounds that can improve and enrich your sexual pleasure. And red ginseng for both men and women. Both men and women have been clinically studied taking red ginseng and improving their sexual desire, their libido, their mood, their sexual satisfaction, more stamina and energy in the bedroom. Red ginseng improves erectile function. In fact, a really good combination, which I will refer to later, shows a really powerful impact on the hardness, the firmness, the rigidity of the penis. The penis will never get hard without blood. We need to improve the blood flow. And we do that through increasing the nitric oxide. So here are some results on red ginseng. And not all red ginseng works. There is white ginseng and there is red ginseng. Actually, they are of the same species. The only difference between the white and the red is the red is steamed, so it turns red. But the steaming process, it's like cooking a carrot. We get more value from a cooked carrot than a raw carrot. Because most times we can't digest raw fiber. We can't digest a raw carrot. When you cook it, it opens up all these fiber cells so that we get more out of the cooked vegetable when it's done properly. So red ginseng improves erectile dysfunction, erectile function. So these are results from six randomized trials, including over 300 men with ED, erectile dysfunction, 58% of the participants taking red ginseng experienced improvement in some aspect of sexual function versus only 20% in the placebo group. And this red ginseng is a very special form of ginseng. It is not grown in the ground. And you know, ginseng, when it's farmed, and that's the only practice today that grows ginseng is farming under sheds for six years. So each year for six years, because they don't want to lose their their crop because it's an economic nightmare if they lose their crop, so they spray it with pesticides, herbicides, and fungicides every year. In that way, they're improving the investment. They're not improving the ginseng, they're improving their investment. 
their financial investment. But there's a red ginseng that is growing hydroponically in water. And this process, which has been developed over 10 years, improves the compounds that are in ginseng called jacinocides. And the jacinocides in classic form are very hard to convert into the rare noble form of jacinocides, which is the most powerful, seven times more powerful, and 17 times more bioavailable to the body. This was a development of two very, by a, by a physicist and by an agronomist. They spent 10 years developing the way to improve the growing of red ginseng with no pesticides spraying, no toxic spraying. So this red ginseng is used as a feature in formulas for improving sexual desire and sexual enhancement. In a study that looked at red ginseng that was highly concentrated for the jacinocides, those are the key compounds in ginseng, just after eight weeks of use, single sexual health perimeter measured was drastically improved. Erectile function, sexual desire, frequency of intercourse, and sexual satisfaction. Now when you take red ginseng, and this is the men combination, and you combine red ginseng with apple extract, grape extract, which are both high in polyphenols, and enriched with saffron, but this, this combination with red ginseng increases the nitric oxide production. That means it opens up the flow of blood, opens up the veins, opens up the arteries, more blood flowing, even to the heart. And in a clinical study, I'm going to save this. I'll tell you why apple extract and grape polyphenols and enriched with saffron, the most expensive spice in the world, how it improves and increases nitric oxide. This is a very important mechanism to increase and enlarge the penis for proper, proper penetration and for sexual desire. So I'm going to take a short break here. Don't go anywhere. I've got a lot more to talk about of this. I think, I think not enough people talk about why this is so important. This is Terry Naturally. I'm a Terry Talks Nutrition. Be back right after this. Well, we're back, my friends. This is Terry Naturally with Terry Talks Nutrition. Remember to go to my website, terrytalksnutrition.com. There you can listen to the radio show live anywhere around the world. You can listen to all the archive radio shows section where you can pull them up anytime you want and listen at your convenience. And also my newsletter. There's a lot of good information. Brand new website. And there you can order my two brand new books. The book on andrographis for cold and flu and upper respiratory tract infection and many other conditions as well. Also, a grapeseed extract book. And I have a number of books coming out over the next 
year. My goal was to come out nine books this year. And there are two on Amazon. And there will be two more coming out within the next two or three months. And then five more by the end of the year. That's my goal. I may not get all of them, but I'm working on it. So we're talking about sexual function and how to have a very satisfying sexual experience and how to have a more frequency of intercourse, erectile dysfunction, and sexual desire. So red ginseng for men combined with apple and grape polyphenols enriched with saffron. Now this combination has been clinically studied and its mechanism of action is to increase the nitric oxide and opens up the arteries to have more blood flow, to bring more blood into the penis. If you don't have blood in the penis, it's, nothing's going to work. And in a clinical study, 72% of the subjects in the clinical study significantly improved their scores on a standardized scale of erectile function And they, were, they had a 71% combination of what men would do as a suggestion for other men. Would they suggest it to anyone else? And 71% said they were very satisfied and they would definitely suggest it to other people, other men. So this is a combination. For men, red ginseng combined with apple and grape polyphenols enriched with saffron. This, this actually increased the hardness of the penis, increased the rigidity and the firmness by up to 74%. Now for women, they need a little different combination. So we still start with red ginseng because that is a scientifically studied ginseng for women. Red ginseng increased sexual arousal in women by 13% versus zero of placebo in, in menopausal women. Then combined with maca, M-A-C-A, maca. In menopausal women, six weeks of maca supplementation reduced sexual dysfunction scores as measured by a standardized assessment by approximately 30%. Rhodiola, another plant that grows far up into the mountains of Russia, Siberia, Mongolia, it relieves fatigue, improves the mood, and binds to estrogen receptors without activating estrogen. Better than hops. Hops actually increases estrogen. Rhodiola does not. And then we have ashwagandha for women. In otherwise healthy women experiencing sexual dysfunction and reduced libido. Ashwagandha increased overall sexual health by almost 20%. And arousal 
specifically by 30%. So here's a nice combination for the ladies. Red ginseng, maca, rhodiola, and ashwagandha. You can have a better sexual experience. Your lovemaking can be more satisfying. You can have more frequency, less fatigue, less stress, and have an experience that you may be thinking about, but not having a way to correct the conditions. Here's the way to do it. And diet. Don't forget diet. Lose weight. Get rid of that fat. All that fat is producing estrogen, which is terrible for men. That's why they have man boobs. And now because of drinking beer, they call it brewer boobs. Brought on by the beer. This is not a verbal Viagra. This is to help improve the quality of your sexual experience over a few weeks and maybe a month. Because it's nourishing the body chemistry, the mechanisms of actions to improve sexual desire and libido. So you have to use it daily for best results. You're not going to use it before you go to bed and say, hey, it didn't work. Not going to work. Drugs work that way. Natural supplements take time. But there are no side effects. No adverse events. Very safe. This is a way to really take command of your sexual experience. All right. Let's talk about DGL. It's a form of licorice extract that does not increase blood pressure. Some forms of licorice may, but even that, you know, the the amount of licorice that was used in the studies to show that it increases blood pressure was up to 5 grams, 5,000 milligrams in natural supplements it might be somewhere between 75 milligrams and and 250 milligrams, not 5 grams. And most of the people that got high blood pressure were eating large quantities of licorice candy. And now DGL, which stands for deglycerinated licorice extract, reduces a major risk factor of inflammatory bowel disease. Reduces the risk of IBD, IBS, colitis. Inflammatory bowel disease includes different disorders, different conditions or indications that are all involved with chronic inflammation of the digestive tract. Inflammation is the base of all disease. 98% of all disease, the root cause is inflammation. And again, the American diet is a pro-inflammatory diet. It means whatever you're eating is causing more inflammation. 
So a change of diet is dramatically indicated. Ulcerative colitis, Crohn's disease, are types of inflammatory bowel disease. And researchers analyzed 53 previously published studies on IBD to determine the most effective ways to reduce the risk of IBD. First of all, avoid soda, soft drinks, and green tea. Or excuse me, and drink, drink green tea. Much better for you. Get enough exercise. Get more B9. That is folate. Increase your level of vitamin D3. And change your diet. Go to a diet that reduces grains. I would suggest the ketogenic diet. The ketogenic diet makes dramatic changes in people's lives. And I, this DGL can treat infection by the bacteria H. pylori. So the natural treatment for H. pylori is a bacteria that has been associated with gastrointestinal ulcers, gastric cancer, and increased risk of IBD. This is such a simple and powerful supplement that improves significantly all intestinal problems. H. pylori can be significantly reduced or eliminated by DGL or otherwise known as the glycerinated licorice extract. And as proof in a clinical trial, 60 days of use of 150 milligrams daily of a very specific DGL extract eliminated H. pylori infection in 56% of the participants, while only two patients in the placebo group tested negative on day 60. So this was very effective, 56%. And in placebo group, practically nothing. The ideal way to take DGL is 75 milligrams of a standardized DGL capsule twice daily for all types of gastrointestinal upsets. That means GERD, and people are taking some very dangerous drugs for GERD, acid reflux. DGL is so much more effective and no side effects. The drugs that are prescribed for GERD and IBD and ulcers have major side effects. So here's a product that I think is far more effective than a drug and no side effects. Now during pregnancy, the importance of prenatal vitamin D. So what does vitamin D have in value during mom's pregnancy. Well, first of all, moms 
low vitamin D levels can impair a baby's brain development. Researchers in Spain analyzed vitamin D levels of about 400 pregnant women. 50% of the women were vitamin D deficient. They had a low level of vitamin D3, including 25% whose vitamin D levels were extremely low. So when the researchers later tested the babies born to these mothers, they found that the low vitamin D levels were associated with worse cognitive function, language and, and motor skills, versus babies born to moms with adequate levels of vitamin D3. Mom, mom should take a good clinical essential vitamin and mineral supplement. They could talk to their doctor, maybe the doctor would prescribe one, but look for something that is a good quality, high level of all the nutrients that are required for optimal health. This is so important for the baby's development. Now, your fat has a color. So what color is your fat? Well, humans and other animals have two types of fat in their body. The white fat stores excess calories. And the brown fat has nothing to do with color of skin. It's the color of the fat white or brown fat. The white fat stores excess calories. Brown fat generates body heat by burning sugar and fat, often in response to cold weather, and is linked to increased metabolism and weight loss. The researchers looked at body scans of over 50,000 people to detect whether they had brown fat and they found versus people with no brown fat people with brown fat had half as many cases of diabetes and 15% fewer cases of abdominal abnormal cholesterol. People with brown fat also had fewer cases of high blood pressure heart disease, and heart failure. Because brown fat burns sugar, obese people with brown fat had the same risk of heart disease and metabolic syndrome as non-obese people. And the brown fat seemed to protect against the effects of white fat. You can't see it, but it is just a fact that your body can have either white or brown fat. So how can you get more brown fat, more protective? Caffeine and cold weather. Healthy volunteers drank a cup of coffee which contained about 65 milligrams of caffeine 
then sat quietly for 30 minutes to allow the caffeine to be absorbed before undergoing a thermal imaging test. The result of this thermal test showed a significant increase in temperature in areas of the brown, in the body where the brown fat is stored, indicating brown fat was active burning calories. And cold exposure also increases brown fat activity. Healthy men who sat in a 63 degree room for two hours a day burned almost 300 calories more per day in cold weather. 63 degree. Not probably comfortable, but it shows how brown fat is more effective than white fat. Now, physical activity is beneficial. No question about it. Sitting around doing nothing, sitting on the couch eating chips, watching TV, no physical activity. We are meant to move. doesn't have to be heroic. doesn't have to be lifting hundreds of pounds of weight. doesn't have to be a matter of running marathons. Much of that are sport. Most of those are sports. But we need more physical activity. Taking the steps instead of the elevator. Parking your car a ways away from wherever you're going and walk to where you're going. But exercise is always good for you. But not everything. I will say that 80% of your health, 80% is diet, and about 10 to 20% is exercise. You can't out-exercise a bad diet. You can't get healthy without instilling a healthy diet and healthy foods. Exercise is good for you, and it always helps to lose weight. Researchers collected data from over 500,000 normal, overweight, and obese adults. 63% were inactive. 12% were occasionally active. And 24% were regularly active. And the result of this data, any physical activity... Let me say that again. Any physical activity was linked to reduce risk of diabetes and high blood pressure versus no exercise at all, no matter the body weight of the person. But obesity still mattered versus people of normal weight who are physically inactive, inactive, the physically active obese participants were still four times as likely to have diabetes, five times as likely to have high blood pressure. So exercise is good. It's part of a good healthy lifestyle. But food 
is the basic foundation of your health. I know some people that run and exercise so they can eat more junk, so they don't put on weight. They think by keeping the weight off, they're healthier. It's not true. Your diet is what makes you healthy. Eating the right foods that have the right chemistry to interact with the chemistry of the body makes us healthy. Now here's one of my favorite ingredients that I would not miss a day of taking propolis. Propolis, P like in Peter, R like Robert, O like Olive, Pro. P-O-L-I-S, propolis. So infections of all kinds can be reduced drastically with propolis. And especially infections with parasites are common in the tropical areas of the world and some strains have developed resistance to the drugs used for treatment, like all drugs. At, at a point, they just don't work anymore. And using an animal model, researchers tested propolis against a very common parasite called flat worm that infects millions of people in the tropics. It's one of the best antibiotics available that does not cause resistance. Treatment with propolis reduced parasite load or the amount of parasites in infected animals by 60%. Propolis was equally effective against immature and adult stages of the parasites, all kinds of worms and parasites. So it's a very effective substance, propolis, for all immune functions. Prevention and treatment of upper respiratory tract infections, viral and bacterial. It's commonly referred to as a multi, meaning many, multi-antimicrobial because it kills bacteria, viruses, and fungus. So it's very, very effective. Also for the common cold, for the flu, and for the ear infections, that is a common complaint from children. Sinus infections, candida, and other fungal infections. Clinical studies were on a purified propolis. When propolis, actually the substance is called propolis, but really what it really is, is a combination of plant life. When the bees develop a colony, they want to make sure that it is sterilized. They want to make sure that their immune system is strong and healthy. So if bacteria or viruses or some contamination to the hive or to the colony they would be killed off. So they go out and they collect all the extracts from trees and buds and shrubs and bring it into the hive 
and they mix it with their saliva and beeswax to make a putty. And then they use that putty to cover up all the cracks and crevices in the hive so nothing can contaminate the colony, the hive. But for us to use it as a supplement, they have found that removing the wax, because wax for the human is not digestible, removing the wax, the resin, and the impurities yields a more powerful concentrated extract. It is one of the best immune-enhancing supplements. Now, we've talked about elderberry. You know, we've talked about all the vitamins and minerals. Propolis is very, very powerful and on a very small dosage. Maybe just 200 milligrams once or twice a day. And very safe for kids of all ages. Very safe. Usually it comes in a capsule. And children probably like the age of three or four can't swallow a capsule. So you could take the contents of a capsule and put it in their food. Or put it on a tablespoon of some food. Mix it in with their food. And by eating it, they're going to get the same value as if you took a capsule and swallowed it with water or with food. But propolis is one of my most favorite immune-enhancing supplements. It'll pay huge dividends for you to protect you against any kind of viral, fungal, candida, bacterial infection. It's a very safe compound. It can be used on very, very small children, very young children. So with that, my friends, I'm all out of time. I'm going to be leaving you today, and I'll be back again tomorrow at 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock Central Standard Time. So put all these things into practice. Choose what is best for you. Start working on something every day. You can get healthier day by day by day if you just do some things that are highly recommended. Changing your diet. Grab onto the ketogenic diet. Get more sleep. Cut out the, the heavy alcohol, excessive alcohol. Stop smoking. You know, do the right things and you're going to have the right health. So that, my friends, God bless you and God bless America. Say a prayer for this crazy world.